You're listening to RTNT, Radio Totally Normal Toronto. My mental illness allows me to be more compassionate. I don't let it stop me from what I have to do in life. My mental health helps me relate to other people. I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm at peace with my mental illness. Mental illness saved my life. My mental illness has helped me learn about myself. It's given me a new outlook on life. Welcome to Radio Totally Normal Toronto on CJRU 1280 AM and CJRU.ca. My name's Maddie, and I'm going to be your host for this episode. Radio Totally Normal Toronto, or RTNT for short, is a voice for community mental health, produced by the members and staff of Progress Place, a clubhouse and mental health recovery centre in downtown Toronto. Today's episode is all about mental health and comedy and how the two interact. In today's episode... We will be hearing from Jordan Foisey, a stand-up comedian from Toronto. You may know him from his first album, Standing on the Edge of Unspeakable Anxiety, as well as his written work for Vice Magazine, and this hour has 22 minutes. Most recently, he is entertaining crowds with his show, The I'm Back on the Antidepressants Tour. He is an inspiration for people who suffer from mental health challenges. We will be hearing an interview with Jordan Foisey later in the episode. But first up, is Bart Campbell from the organization Laughing Like Crazy. Laughing Like Crazy aims to empower participants and audiences alike, break down isolation, anxiety, build self-esteem, and challenge stigma. Looking at difficult issues through the lens of humor provides an empowering perspective on mental health issues, builds confidence, and improves communication. RTNT listeners may recognize the first interview with Bart Campbell, as it's from our third episode we did back in 2017. Let's listen in. Hello, my name is uh, Bart Campbell, so that's Bart as in Bart Simpson and Campbell as in Campbell's Soup. I've uh, been a laughing uh, like crazy uh, participant as well as an, a, fac- a facilitator, and I've been involved with laughing like crazy now for almost five years. Uh, the show that we have tonight is an exciting show because it's a uh, first time that laughing like crazy has partner with another organization and so the star program with uh, st mike's was an exciting opportunity to try something new and different and so we're the the audience tonight of uh, almost 300 people is in for a great treat uh, how would you describe laughing like crazy it's a peer support program using comedy as the product so peer support meaning uh, most of the persons that participate in our Laughing Like Crazy program that's put on by the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario uh, is uh, uh, concerned about people and their mental health and wellness. So we help people heal and recover and uh, doing a peer support slash comedy program for 16 weeks where persons check in every day, talk about some of the most challenging things that they've uh, been dealing with, and then learning how to uh, write jokes about it tend to be very therapeutic. How did you become the facilitator for this project? Interesting question. I was selected uh, by the executive director to um, assist a couple laughing like crazy uh, facilitators. 
and um, after helping, uh, the opportunity came up for a facilitator to lead a group out in Guelph, uh, Ontario. So I had uh, volunteered to do that, and uh, it was a huge success. And I continued to be a facilitator for Laughing Like Crazy. Uh, can you describe the class, how it's like, and who are the target uh, participants? So it's uh, primarily for uh, persons uh, struggling with mental health uh, challenges. And uh, the class is structured. You check in and we do the peer support component where kind of talk about how things are feeling, how things are going for you. And then based on stuff that folks have shared, then we now transition into uh, joke writing. Of course, before we get into all of that, uh, the first five weeks is more technical, so it teaches you the basics of comedy. What is stand-up comedy, etc., etc. So after taking care of the technicality and learning about how to write jokes, then we go into now taking what people bring on a week-to-week -week basis and use that to make jokes from. Okay, how long is it and how many hours uh, should a participant in invest? It's totally up to the participant. We run the program for 16 weeks, three hours uh, once a week. And uh, what we assign the person to do is uh, pretty simple and straightforward. After the first five weeks or so, we encourage each participant to write three new jokes up until about the uh, 14th week. And then we do no more joke writing after that. Uh, we just practice and do dress rehearsals and getting ready for the showcase. What are the benefits and the challenges of the Laughing Like Crazy? Fantastic. So benefit, uh, the uh, benefit of the program in terms of um, what persons get out of it, it becomes another tool that persons use to manage their mental health challenges. Again, I talked at the top of the interview that uh, our goal at MDO is to help people heal and recover. So talking about some of the most challenging things that you're dealing with, that you might not be able to share with public or with family or friends. So this is an avenue for you to approach it from a therapeutic perspective, getting some peer support. The challenge really is a commitment for, th for 16 weeks and also managing the dynamics of what people bring sometimes because people get triggered by different things that other people say. So as a facilitator, you have to be very skillful in terms of how you manage that. Fortunately, one of the key uh, part of the program is to establish a comfort agreement. So some sort of rules up front that we will abide by as we go through the 16 weeks. So that helps us manage some of the challenges. But when there's a real life situation to, to take care of, it's always uh, not so comfortable. Okay, uh, thank you. And uh, how did the program get started? Wow, well, Laughing Like Crazy is in its 11th year, but it goes way back. Uh, started with uh, stand-up for mental health a number of years ago, and a, a, a gentleman named Michael Cole um, uh, started working with the MDO and create Laughing Like Crazy as an extension of, uh, of uh, stand-up for mental health. So instead of just doing joke writing and comedy, adding that peer support component to it where people are supported and are comfortable uh, checking in and learning how to use joke as a tool is something specific to laughing like crazy. And so we're in our 11th year right now. Uh, what is the link between mental health and humor? Wow, there's tons of benefit, and that's a whole uh, class, actually, 
but uh, it re it uh, relieves uh, uh, positive endorphins. Uh, sometimes our mood disorder causes us to feel negative, so we get positive endorphins. It builds confidence, and it gives you an opportunity to feel like you own something. So the humor that you uh, get from other people laughing with your uh, challenges that you have and give you control over it. I'm thinking a lot of the listeners, they have the question in mind, how do you build confidence? And basically, uh, they would be curious about where you come from and uh, what steps have you taken to, to build confidence? So going back to, you know, how the, you, you would ask the question about um, how do you build confidence? Um, to each person, it's their own. It's up to each individual how they build confidence. Um, but for me, uh, I have a very corporate background, so everything has to be done a certain way, structured a certain way. But in the mental health world, uh, people's moods um, sometimes are all over the place. And so to help me manage and build my confidence, uh, for the last four years I've performed has Mac Hardy, which is uh, the name of my grandfather, drawing from him. But over four years, I've become so confident facilitating and participating in Laughing Like Crazy that tonight, for the first time, I'll be performing as myself, Bart Campbell. Oh, that's interesting. So confidence would be in different sectors of life. Uh, some things you are confident doing, the others, other things you are not. What would you say to someone who's interested in taking the program? Well, that's, again, a very interesting question because this mental health journey is a very individualized journey. So a person uh, can get involved and get very triggered and may feel very uncomfortable sharing certain things. But the one thing I can say to persons who may be interested in taking laughing like crazy, you'll be fully supported as a peer. So what you bring to the table will be respected. There will be no pressure. There will be no stress of you performing and writing jokes. It's really just checking in, talking about some of the things that are very challenging for you. And if we're able to make some jokes from it, make some jokes with it. Also, investing the time for the 16 weeks leading up to the showcase and participating in the showcase. And after the showcase, you will have experienced a life-changing uh, experience. And what has been the response from the audience? Wow, well, you know, the, the last group that I did, 90% um, of the audience, we do surveys at the end of, uh, of each show, 90% of the, the, the audience felt the show was very entertaining. Uh, they felt the participants were very brave to stand up and make jokes about their situation. They'll tell a lot of other people about shows going forward, and they're looking forward to the next one. Okay, well, I'm looking for, for a laugh. Is there graduations or what steps happen after the program? Wow, okay, so we have a graduate program. So once a group graduates, they join our graduate program, which meets once a month on the first Monday of every month at the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario, and they continue the peer support process and they continue the joke writing process. We also perform at request from different companies for annual general meetings, um, company picnics, company parties. So we have a grad group that continue to do joke telling after the fact uh, based on person's comfort level. We have some people that are so excited about this whole process of discovering the comic in themselves that they go on to places like Second City and uh, Yuck Yucks and so forth and so on. So to each his own. Some people just do it from a peer support perspective, enjoy the benefit of completing a 16-week program and doing a show. 
others continue to come after for the grad program and continue to write jokes, and others go on to do bigger and better things according to their life goals. What is your favorite joke? I like having a mood disorder because then I don't have to worry about being drafted for war. <laughs> I don't have to worry about being politically correct. And if I can't get it, I blame the medication. Okay, thank you. You are listening to Radio Totally Normal Toronto on CJRU, 1280 AM, and CJRU.ca in Toronto. Today our topic is comedy and mental health. You just heard an interview with Bart Campbell from an organization by the name of Laughing Like Crazy. This is an interview from our third episode we did back in 2017. Comedy and humor are a part of our everyday life. For a lot of us, comedy helps us process all the good and the bad that we as humans live with daily. That's why we were so thrilled to have Jordan Foisey, who has just embarked provincially on a tour he calls the I'm Back on the Antidepressants Comedy Tour, agreed to join Andrew and Camelia at the Progress Place studio. Let's listen in. Uh, we're talking to Jordan Foisey, stand-up comedian from Toronto, Ontario, uh, about mental health on Radio Totally Normal Toronto. So, yeah, how, how did you become a comedian? Um, and how long have you been a comedian performing shows in front of a, a live audience? So it's like uh, 10 years. I've been doing it for 10 years. And uh, I, I, I was always like, uh, like, I used to do plays. And then I... Um, I was in a band, so I was kind of like performing, and um, I was in I was in Peterborough, and I was wondering what to do with uh, with my life. I'd finished university, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I was looking at college programs because I got like a degree in like history, so it was like kind of unemployable. So then I was looking for like college programs to like supplement it. And then there's a college program for comedy in Toronto which is um, a waste of money, so I don't recommend it. But I, I did that. I signed up because I was like, oh, like, maybe I'll do... Because at the time, I like, loved stand-up. It was like my favorite thing. Um, <clears throat> and so then I was like, yeah, that's what I'll do. And so then I kind of just did it through that. Yeah. How do you compare now, performing live now, to your first performance? And how do you find the ability to, to get confidence in doing what you do, especially if, you know, you're finding you're having anxiety or, um, I mean, I'm assuming by your comedy tour, like, if you're taking antidepressants, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that you're having, like, depressive symptoms? Um, it's, inter- it's kind of changed. So when I first started, the very, the second time I ever went on, it was at Yuck Yuck's here, and I, like, literally don't remember, I didn't remember it when I got off stage. It was, it was like, a pure, like, kind of, like, whiteout. And the ner- I was very, very nervous and I guess the difference between then and now is that I feel pretty comfortable on there and I feel like myself. Um, but I would say in terms of like kind of mental health and where it's been, it's kind of been a, it's a parallel journey with my, in my own life of like, I can just kind of get through this and it doesn't have to be scary or anything like that. So I would say it's like between then and now it's more I'm more comfortable just kind of being 
in a moment and going through it and, and not hiding from it or numbing it. Do you feel do you do you feel like it is performing, or do you feel like you're kind of your a version of yourself on stage in a lot of ways? So it's it can be. It sometimes almost feels like I'm more myself up there than I am down here. It's definitely a heightened version, but there's sometimes it's like I'm almost more comfortable because it's kind of like there's almost less like I don't know repression going on stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely, it, it's definitely a performance, but it's also sort of like a, re- a release too, right? So, what about doing stand-up comedy is appealing to you, in uh, um, preference to any other any other kind of work? Um, so it's like, I would say, I think there's two things. Um, you know, it's my art or whatever <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. a way to express myself and it's a way to uh, be creative and I like making people laugh but then there's also the deeper sort of thing that's going on where it, I really want to be loved <laughs> and uh, it's a night you feel you know, when you get a room of people laughing at you, well, laughing with you, hopefully, uh, you feel loved. And so it's like a way of like, oh, I'm loved. So that's kind of the, that's sort of maybe the more, the deeper emotional drive is to be like loved by strangers. <laughs> we we talked about the, the name of your upcoming tour is I'm, I'm back on my antidepressants yeah. uh, comedy tour. So obviously, like mental health is you know front and center yeah. um, in the title. I, I guess just wondering if you think that the stigma in talking about mental illness has been reduced, and it's people are a little more open to hearing about other people's mental health issues for you, and like how that experience has been in performing stand-up comedy. Oh, one hundred percent. I would say it's like I can remember when I first started going to therapy. Like the very maybe the second appointment I had, I like lied to my roommate about going. I was like, yeah, I have an I have an appointment. I have a doctor's appointment. And then and then I was like, oh wait, uh, it's therapy. Like why would I? And then and that's just kind of my own life. And then even for me, like I think being open with it. And it's, it's, I kind of grew up kind of hiding a lot of things and not talking about things. So now I have a hard time not saying things, keeping things uh, under the lid. And I think society, it's like, it's definitely, in societal terms, it's definitely, it's like a 180, it's crazy. I do think it's like everyone, it's an alienating world out there, and it's, it's, it's a strange time because our lives are apparently better than ever, but everyone feels crazy and lonely and alienated and, and uh, searching for meaning and stuff like that. So I think... I think that's one reason why more and more people are talking about mental health and um, is because people are looking for answers why we all feel so um, strange and alone. And do you find <clears throat> like audiences are more receptive to it or, or is it? Yeah, I mean, most it, it kind of depends on the audience, you know, like, but yeah, I think People definitely want to hear about it. People definitely want to talk about it. I think it's definitely a thing that people enjoy talking about. Do you think that there's a higher rate of mental illness among people who are more into doing 
stand-up comedy or in a higher rate of mental health issues amongst comedians in general? Or do you think that mental illness is something that people just like to draw upon because it can kind of be a faux pas to talk about yeah. and that uh, everybody has some experience with it and so people can relate? It's, yeah, I, I, I wonder, I've, I've wondered about that as well. Like, is it like, do comedians just, are they just more open about it? I'm gonna say that yes, there is a, there, <laughs> there is higher there is higher uh, thing of, of mental health because it's uh, incidences of, uh, of mental health issues because why would you there's a certain mania to doing it it's a big commitment and it it you need to be driven by something else other than just sort of like. Um, than just like I think this is fun. Like there needs to be something else, there. and I think that drive normally comes from a place that uh, you know is not particularly uh, balanced. Um, so I would say that there's, I think there's a higher, yeah, people are a little more. And I guess you're like talking about yourself and talking about your problems, and like yeah. Yeah, it's a kind of like basically what stand-up comedians do, yeah, 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 and hope that people will relate to it. Is it like therapeutic and like is it oh, like yeah. cathartic and like do you feel better after opening up to a group of strangers who you've never met before about your issues because you I don't know like your is it is it similar to to therapy in a way? Yeah, it's like it's very very cathartic. It's it just also makes you feel it just makes me feel like I mean it's weird. I used to when I started before I would do it all the time. No matter how I felt, good, bad, I'd always do it. But now I find, like, in, when I'm sad now, I don't really want to do it anymore. It doesn't cheer me up the way it used to. Like doing doing stand-up? Yeah, yeah, like, I'd rather just take time off and just hang out with friends and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't have that same kind of feeling anymore. That being said, like, when you have... Having a good set is, like... Yeah, it feels it feels amazing. It's, like, immediately lifts my mood. And if I haven't done it for a while and I'm like, I feel weird i don't feel very good um i and then is, is that because you've done a good job though or is that because you've been talking about uh like you've, you've been had the opportunity to talk about your like problems i think before it used to be more cathartic but now i think it's a little bit more like almost like exercise like in the sense of like, oh, I went out there and I did this thing and I got these like juices flowing and I got, uh, and a bunch of people loved me, which is like probably also a part of that. So, in fact, I think one of the major mistakes comedians make is thinking that it's therapy because it's definitely not therapy. It's like you can as easily hide, run away and not deal with your problems through it as else. So I think you, I think it's actually bad if comedians think like oh this is my therapy I think that's like you get like bad comedy and you don't really deal with it because it's not actually therapy because you're in control and in therapy you can't really be in control so I would say it can be therapeutic and cathartic like any creative process but it's not it's not therapy and it doesn't make you feel better in that way I think it just makes you feel better because it's fun and you, you feel good and you are expressing yourself but it's not the same as like digging in and figuring out what's going on, I would say. So have you ever talked to anyone after a show or otherwise about changing how they feel about mental health in general or how they felt that? 
uh, around that time. No. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a good enough comedian. <laughs> no one's ever. No one's ever been like. No one's ever been like. Uh, I mean, I think people like that I talk about it, and I think people like appreciate it. But I've never had anyone come up and be like, "Yo, you totally saved my life tonight." <laughs> like anything like that. Like I don't think it's ever. I, th- I don't think. Because it's also, like, I think with comedy, it's about, they appreciate it, but it's also about, like, you know, I think with, like, music, that's almost more kind of things, because it gives, it, it hits people there, but I think with comedy, because, well, no, that's not true. I, yeah, I, I, it's just never happened to me. I, it's probably you know, happening in the background. I think it might be happening in the background, but no one's come up to me and been like. It's one of those things where it's, if, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's doing a good job, you're probably not knowing about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, it's, if it's having an effect on people, it's pretty unlikely someone's going to go up to this person who's telling all these funny stories yeah uh you know that their comedy changed but i don't know i don't know maybe yeah i mean i know yeah people like it but i think it's yeah i just think it's like um yeah just no one's ever no one's ever come up to me and been like that was good people come up to me more now because i talk about um when your socks let you down and people are like thank you for saying that (laughs) (laughs) So it's relatable. It's, yeah, it's the socks. Socks are more. Uh, that's that's where I'm touching a nerve. That's where I'm really. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm making a difference. So I, I think this is the last question. Yeah, this is the last question that we have. But I guess the other thing I was wondering is like when when you're stand up comedian, does comedy end up becoming your entire life? And if so, like when you face new challenges in your life, like like mental health or otherwise, do you work through those challenges differently because of how big a role comedy plays in your life? Like, well, I, could, I think that I was kind of alluding to that earlier. Um, it used to be, it used to be this thing where you like, when you start, you kind of ha- you kind of feel like you have to get this like mania for it, and you're like, I gotta do a show every night. If I'm not doing a show every night, I'm 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 not doing it or something like that. And you get this sort of like, it's like almost like, it, it, it's it's almost like punishment. It's it's not very good, and you get obsessed with it, and you get like really obsessed with it, and you, and then it becomes your whole life, and then that kind of recedes, and then you're like, you gotta build your own life again. I think. I think you get you end up getting a balance back because at first you get obsessed, and then and then I think like I don't actually think you deal with things through comedy. I think you need to deal with things to make your comedy better. Like I think you got to live your life. I think you have to live a life and work on stuff, and then do comedy. And if you try to only live through comedy, you're like I mean, unless you're not, unless you're fine. Like there's people that can do it. But if you're only trying to live through comedy, I think you're going to, it's kind of like you're, you don't know where shore is and you're just kind of swimming aimlessly. You're not going to um, get anywhere, I don't think. Right. But, yeah. I think you've got to separate it and you've got to live a life and, and, and after a while, yeah. Thank you for, yeah, for yeah. coming on. I appreciate, appreciate you being here and yeah, taking time out of your schedule. Do you have any uh, shows coming up? Uh, I mean, if there's anybody in Waterloo, I'll be doing a show uh, May 14th at the Princess Cafe, and I run a show Sunday nights at Lalo, which is at Dufferin and College, and uh, check out my album called 
Standing on the Edge of Unspeakable Anxiety. That's my first album. And, uh, yeah. Any plans to record uh, another album? I think at the end of the summer, yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of what I'm thinking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go on a little tour and see how good my hour is right now. And then start working on it. Nice. Well, thanks again yeah. for, for, for being with us. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. You are listening to Radio Totally Normal Toronto on CJRU, 1280 AM, and CJRU.ca in Toronto. Today our topic is comedy and mental health. We just heard Andrew and Camelia of RTNT interviewing Jordan Foisey, a comedian from Toronto who is currently on tour with his show, I'm Back on Antidepressants. You can find out more information about tour location, dates, and tickets on Jordan Foisey's Facebook page. If you are looking for a community to be a part of your mental health wellness, please visit clubhouseinternational.org to find a clubhouse in your community. Huge thank you to Bart Campbell of Laughing Like Crazy and stand-up comedian Jordan Foisey. As well, thank you to all the members and staff of Progress Place who work hard each month to create Radio Totally Normal Toronto. RTNT airs live every second Wednesday, every every second Wednesday of the month on CJRU.ca and 12:80 a.m. Our next show will be airing June 12th at 3 p.m. Thank you to our listeners. Please share this episode with your friends and family to increase awareness of mental health. To listen to previous episodes, please check out RadioTotallyNormalToronto.org. If, you're, if you'd like to learn more about Progress Place, please visit progressplace.org. And now we'll sign off with a song called Born Yesterday by Colorado. Have a great day and see you next month. <laughs>